1: How close really were the Denver Broncos and the Green Bay Packers in executing a trade for Aaron Rodgers back on draft night? We get some inside information from Mark Schlereth, and we break it down from the South Stance to the end zone on today's brand new episode, Locked
0: on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: What's up, Broncos country? Happy Friday, and welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, which is your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for 9 News and the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown Broncos, and make sure you hit that subscribe button here on the YouTube channel and follow us on all of your favorite audio podcasting platforms. Take us with you on the go on your commute to work, whether you're making dinner at home, Lockdown Broncos is here for you every single day all year long and the season is ramping up, folks. But some big news. I had an opportunity to produce the Wingo Instinct show, powered by Pro Football Network, on their weekly Wednesday Twitch stream. And Mark Slareth revealed some interesting inside information about the Broncos and the Green Bay Packers on draft night when the Aaron Rodgers rumors had really began to circulate. And could there be some validity that the Broncos and the Packers actually almost had a deal in place. Well, let's go over the information that Mark Schlerf had presented in the Wingo and Stink broadcast, which is over there at twitch.tv slash Wingo and Stink. Go to the timestamp around 15 minutes and listen in. But to go through the process right here, uh, the Mark Schlerth and Trey Wingo, they were discussing, and Schlerth had said, when the draft was rolling around, I got some news that Rodgers and the Broncos were hammering out a deal This was close. He says, so I go on my radio station. I'm just excited. I'm not Adam Schefter. I'm not verifying the story. I just think this is great. I want Aaron Rodgers here. So I say, this thing is close. They're working on a deal, and then it falls apart. They backed out, and they meaning the Denver Broncos. And he says, here's the interesting point. That night I'm on the radio, Aaron Rodgers is hitting me up on direct message on Twitter. He's asking me, how did you hear this? What's going on? What are you hearing? And so on. So we go back and forth, and I go to break, and my phone rings. Do you know who it is? It's the Broncos. Schlereth would then go on to say, so I answer, and not one time did they tell me this is false, this is not happening, we haven't talked to Rodgers or anything, and they say, and I quote, where did you get this information from, how did you know this, are you talking to Aaron Rodgers, I know you were friends with Rodgers, did he call you, but they never denied it. They never one time denied that they were talking and negotiating with Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously, we know that the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, they never came through on a trade on draft night, despite the speculation leading up to the whole chaos that ensued with that. And this whole Aaron Rodgers saga is continuing to stay in place to where it's at. Not much movement, but it is evident that Aaron Rodgers is unhappy and does not want to return to the Green Bay Packers. And we saw reports earlier this week from Adam Schefter, who had come out, and he had said Aaron Rodgers was offered a contract by the Green Bay Packers, an extension that would have made him the highest paid quarterback and highest paid player in the NFL that would have kept him tied into Green Bay for the next five years. And the Packers obviously put that information out there. But Rodgers does not want to budge on his stance. He feels disrespected by the organization. And an interesting note, too, Trey Wingo also had talked about this a little bit in depth on the Wingo Instinct show as well, that people – In Aaron Rodgers' camp, there's some people in Rodgers' camp who really love Colorado. Now, I think that it's evident that if Aaron Rodgers were to be available for trade by the Packers, guess what? The Broncos, they would absolutely pick up the phone and they would do maybe whatever it took to get Aaron Rodgers. However, can we expect, can any of us expect a trade to happen with the Packers and the Broncos this year? As it stands right now, with training camp being just a week away, I do not foresee the Broncos' Or the Packers. I it, you know, Like I said, if the Packers made Rodgers available, I think the Broncos would absolutely pick up the phone. I do not see the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers at this point in time. And Trey Wingo actually threw out a really great reference because the Cincinnati Bengals and Carson Palmer at one point were in a similar situation. And the Bengals ended up biting the bullet and they traded him to the Las Vegas Raiders, the Oakland Raiders at the time. Could the Broncos maybe trade for Aaron Rodgers at the NFL trade deadline? To me and to Trey Wingo, I think this looks like more of a realistic possibility if, capital I-F, if Rodgers were to be traded, if the Packers were to trade him. Now, next week will be very interesting because everybody's reporting for training camp. Now, some teams, like the Broncos this weekend, quarterbacks will be reporting alongside the rookies on Saturday. Not sure when Rodgers and the Packers' reported start date will be specifically but i think next week with training camp coming if rogers shows up or w- whether he doesn't is going to be the big storyline of the week so obviously we're going to talk about a little bit here i like i said i'm going to go back on the notion that if the packers do trade aaron Rodgers, i think that ultimately it'll end up at the nfl trade deadline here this season it won't be right now it won't be next week i would be very shocked if that were the case But if, in fact, the Packers do make Rodgers available for trade, you can expect the Denver Broncos to be very aggressive with that notion. Not to mention the Broncos have probably the most cap flexibility in a situation to bring in Rodgers via trade than any other team out there right now in the NFL. So keep an eye on that. Could the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers potentially be linked together at the NFL trade deadline? Potentially. Now. Also, if, in fact, the Broncos were to trade for Aaron Rodgers, if that was to happen, what would happen with Drew Locke? The expectation would be that Drew Locke would still stay on the roster. It wouldn't make sense for the Broncos or for the Packers for the Broncos to attach Drew Locke to a trade package to the Packers when Jordan Love is expected to be their quarterback of the future at this point in time. Now, more than likely, Teddy Bridgewater would be probably packaged in that deal to be a veteran guy to help Jordan Love navigate through the waters of now being a starting quarterback in the national football league. So, those are the angles, but that was an interesting write-up. And like I said, if you want to go back and watch the full-on clip of Wingo and Steak, twitch.tv slash Wingo and Steak, powered by Pro Football Network, ladies and gentlemen. Start at the 15-minute and 7-second mark, and it is a long segment about Aaron Rodgers, his frustration, the Denver Broncos conversations, and much more. Be sure to check that out. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into a discussion as we project a little bit of the season season awards and descriptions about maybe how some of the Broncos players will do here in 2021. We're talking about breakout player of the year, rising superstar, comeback player of the year, surprise player. I'm going to share my responses. We're going to share some of Broncos country's responses, and then we're going to get into the action a little bit more. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at built bar, the best tasting protein bar out there on the market. It is the 2013 Broncos Offensive Protein Bars and they have nine delicious flavors. They have a flavor for everybody. My personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate is also a new addition if you like that. But they also have orange, strawberry, salt, the caramel, double chocolate, a flavor for everybody. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box which sends you two of each of the nine flavors and you can decide for yourself. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars out there, they're also the healthiest for you and check out some of the macros here 17 grams of protein only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar that is the best value in the bang for your buck with built bar ladies and gentlemen and i want you to get your hands on a box of built bar today by going to built.com and when you go to checkout be sure to use promo code locked 15 once again that's promo code lock 15 and that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order
0: at built.com
1: As we dive into our breakout categories for the Denver Broncos in the 2021 NFL season, this was a great topic idea that was floated out there by Denver Broncos lead writer, Eric DeLala, good friend of the show. And I felt like it would be a great idea to interact with Broncos country on this subject matter. I'll share my thoughts. We're going to share some of Broncos fans' responses that they sent in to me. Great talking points here, but then we're going to get into a conversation about the Broncos quarterbacks and rookies reporting tomorrow at the UCL Training Center a little bit earlier than everybody else. But starting things off, one of the first categories, best player for the Denver Broncos in the 2021 NFL season. There was a lot of debate on this. There was a lot of weighing back and forth. I think the common consensus with some of the responses that I received from Broncos fans, I think aligns a little bit. It's really hard to pinpoint just who that one player will be, but if we had to, and I've been very firm with this, I've been consistent with this. I think that Justin Simmons will be the Broncos' best player here this upcoming season. I think that with the additions that the Broncos have made on the defensive side of the ball, Simmons can really just be free to be that captain of that defense, to do a little bit more defensively against the run. He's still going to float the back end of that secondary, trying to intercept passes, trying to jump passing lanes. He's been very good at that. And I think that for the Broncos this year, Simmons will be their best player. Now, ideally, I think the common answer of what you would like who would you rather have the best player be? You're hoping it's going to be your quarterback. But right now, so many questions with the Broncos. The easier answer, I think, would have been Justin Simmons. So we'll see how everything kind of plays out for the Broncos here in 2021. But best player, Justin Simmons, we've had some other good arguments and counters from Broncos fans, maybe listing Von Miller, maybe Cortland Sutton, maybe Noah fanner Jerry Judy, some of the offensive side of the ball. Certainly, you can't go wrong with any of these answers unless you were to say the best player on the team was probably going to be an undrafted rookie free agent. Then I think you might uh, be running a little bit, grasping at straws there. The top rookie, though, for the Denver Broncos, my selection is going to be Pat Sertan, uh, PS2. you know, Like I said, I think that with the expectations for him, based on his draft position alone, it's very, very high, not to mention his fit within Vic Fangio's defense and the plans that Vic and Ed Donatel really have for him in terms of being able to utilize him. You won't just see him on the outside playing against some of the number one receivers. He'll get some of those matchups. You'll see him inside the nickel in the slot from time to time. You may even see him covering the number three guy, depending on if it's a tight end we could see the Broncos utilize PS2 in the role where he's covering Darren Waller. He's covering Travis Kelsey, wherever those guys align because of his size and athleticism and the different combinations of what the Broncos have at cornerback and the safety help behind him. It gives Vic Fangio and Ed Donato, I think a little bit more flexibility to be able to go through and implement different scheme looks. And I think that's what the Broncos need to do. And like I said, the defense on paper as is if they perform to expectations, I don't think you're going to have too much of a worry, but Pat Sertan, The expectations for him are extremely high. The next person that if I had to choose the top rookie, for me, I would envision Javante Williams. Now, Benjamin Albright had said on one of the appearances he had on a radio show that Melvin Gordon is going to get about 60% of the snaps. You're going to have Javante Williams get about 30%. We'll see how that dictates throughout the season because I do believe that Javante Williams can overtake Melvin Gordon at some point, whether it's the middle of the year, whether it's early on, depending on if guys can stay healthy or not. I think Williams has a great chance. So I don't think if your selections were Pat Sertan or Javante Williams, I don't think that you're wrong in that regard. But I also think you can make a case for maybe some other players that the Broncos drafted in this year's rookie draft class for the 2021 NFL draft. So eager for your responses in the comments section down below here. Our next category comes out as breakout star for the Broncos this upcoming season. I think when you look at the length of certain players' contracts, where they're at right now, I think the person in the most pivotal position to be in line for a breakout star-like season I think it's going to be no offense and yes, having a a quarterback that's going to get you the ball consistently and is going to eliminate some of those mistakes that they've made, whether it be drew lock or Teddy Bridgewater or Aaron Rodgers or, Uncle Rico, depending on who it may be. I think that Noah Fan is in a good position this year to be the breakout star player for the Broncos in 2021. I think that we've seen him climb the necessary ladder. We've seen things in his rookie season, his sophomore season, strengths that he has, flashes of what he could be. And we've also seen him, I think, work on some of his weaknesses. Now, I think a lot of that, the weaknesses have to be being more consistent, not having as many drops. He had five drops his rookie season. He had five drops his sophomore season last year. He also dealt with a variety of ankle injuries that impacted him through the course of 2020. Now he's in a position fully healthy. He's been putting in the work. His offseason training program has ramped up. He's realized the importance of how significant it will be for him to contribute in a big way this season, especially with guys like Alberto Kuebunam as another tight end option behind him he's going to be in a position to contribute. Now the Broncos may go to the more of that 12 personnel where they have both Alberto and Noah Fant on the field at the same time. And if, look, the Broncos can form a dynamic duo, that's even better. But I do think for a breakout star, I think Noah Fant is in a great position right now to be the next big thing for the Broncos and maybe one of the next big tight ends in the NFL. We talk about the Travis Kelseys of the world. We talk about the George Kittles. We talk about the Darren Wallers. Noah Fant has the size. He has the athletic tools to maybe be able to do that but now you got to carry out in production, productivity, the efficiency. I think that we have to see a lot more of that. And I think that the Broncos will, if I'm Pat Shermer, I'm trying to find any way possible to get Noah Fant the ball. Because last year, when the Broncos had an emphasis on getting Fant the ball, great things happened for the team. They need to do the same thing in 2021, and they need to make that more of an emphasis going forward. So Noah Fant is my breakout star. Who is yours? Broncos country, The comeback player of the year, look, this is tough because you have two really good players coming off of season-ending injuries last year and Cortland Sutton and Vaughn Miller. I mean, if you could choose two players, I think these would be the two players there. It's really hard to say who's going to have a better year than the other, but I think that for the Broncos, the impact, you can't really minimize Cortland's, you can't minimize Vaughn. So this is really a tough choice between one or the other. I went with Cortland Sutton because I think that Cortland Sutton coming off, obviously being a younger player, you want him to be that comeback player of the year. You want him to have the advantage of being able to rebound quickly off of a bad injury like he sustained last year because he's had a very important part of his career in Denver. He's in line of being able to play for a contract. Von Miller, yes, he's that veteran presence that you absolutely value. He's on a one-year deal remaining on his contract. He's playing for a contract extension. So you can't go wrong with one or the other, but I just think I went with the youth factor here with Cortland being younger than Von you want to see him bounce back in a big-time way because he is young and there's a lot riding on his future with the Broncos based on this season. And I think that Cortland's an impact player that was obviously the missing X factor for the Broncos' offense last year because some of those downfield shots, you have to wonder, I don't think that Cortland Sutton's not going to come down with some of those passes that were either dropped or maybe through the hands, or maybe just a little bit of an inch off. I think Cortland Sutton's size is a difference maker to being able to maybe outstretch your arm a little bit to get a pass and maybe, you know, a half a yard or half an inch away from you. It's a difference maker. You need something, go throw it up. He's going to go get it. That's what Cortland Sutton provided the Broncos in 2019 in a big way with Joe Flacco, with Brandon Allen, and even with Drew Locke down the stretch. And I think it'll amplify Drew Locke having Cortland back. So Cortland is my comeback player of the year. Eager for your selections on that one, Broncos country. But now... Let's get to our surprise player. This is a player that maybe nobody has an idea what they could be just yet because there's no sample size or there's a limited sample size. And this person came out of nowhere and became a surprise player. I think it would be safe to say that last year, the Broncos surprise player of the year was Malik Reed. I think that you'd be mistaken to not select Malik for that category. So who will that player be that comes out and surprises in 2021 for me? I'm going to go with Justin Sternett. I think that for him, the inside backer position, his ranginess, his size, his ability to move quickly, flip his hips, and be a tall force, especially in some of these passing windows on crossing patterns, I think will pay dividends for the Broncos defense in terms of maybe generating more takeaways or even just disruptions. Tip passes. Because of his length, he can get his arm up in a passing window. He can deflect that pass, and it can lead to an interception with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson on the back end there. Tip drill, baby. One of my favorite drills we always used to practice. So Justin that would be my surprise. surprise. Surprise player. We're going to get some Broncos fans' responses about who they believe their surprise player was. We're going to get that coming up here in just a moment, Broncos Country. But before we do that, I just want to remind you guys that you get this podcast every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Not to mention, here on the YouTube channel, we are growing this bad boy to the moon, and we're creating a very tight-knit broncos community where everybody's opinion is respected and nobody's opinion ranks superior than anybody else's as a member of the media i believe in bringing that platform to you the fans and i enjoy your interactions so don't forget to comment like this video and we're going to get to the conversation coming up here in just a moment about the broncos quarterbacks and rookie players reporting tomorrow at the ucl training center and we share some fan responses about their selections for these awards we just talked about
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Continuing on with the topic of discussion, we were just talking about the Broncos breakout categories for 2021. We're going to get to some fan responses. Broncos fans here, they sent in their responses to me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. We're going to start things off with Zach Seegers. He says the best player will be Justin Simmons. Can't disagree with you there. His top rookie was Javante Williams, his breakout star, Noah Fant. That's a great selection there. Zach, comeback player, Cortland Sutton, and his surprise player, Calvin Anderson at the right tackle position. Zach, I like that. I've been very high on Calvin Anderson. I think that he's in a great position right now to be that right tackle for the Broncos, be something that the team has missed. He's young enough. He's athletic enough. Maybe he could be moldable enough to be a stable piece at that position for maybe the next two to three years, potentially hopefully longer if that were the case, but that is wishing an awful lot on a small sample size. But yes, I do agree with you. I think Calvin Anderson would be a great selection for any Broncos fan here as a surprise player heading into 2021. Gary Mark Pickering says, Bradley Chubb is the best player. Patrick Sertan as the top rookie. And then the breakout star would be KJ Hamler. I like that as well. If KJ could be a breakout star for the Broncos offense, I'm telling you, great things are going to happen. That offense will be so much better than it was in 2020. Comeback player Corlin Sutton and his Surprise player pick was Baron Browning. I don't disagree with any of those. I think that those are good selections there, Gary. I think that for Baron Browning, the expectation, very similar. What type of dynamic can he bring the Broncos defense? I mean, we've seen videos of him in rookie minicamp before his lower leg injury. I mean, he moves like a missile. He is fast. He's got very quick hips, footwork, the ability to open up quickly, great instincts. If he can really find a niche in Vic Fangio's defense, I think the Broncos would be in a pretty good position here. C. Keith1 says, best player, Justin Simmons, top rookie, Sertan, breakout star, Draymond Jones. It's been a very popular player with Broncos fans this offseason. Very high on Draymond Jones. Myself, comeback player, Cortland Sutton, surprise player, Justin Sternet. I like your thinking there, C. Keith1. Pete, last underscore shifts, as best player, Simmons, top rookie, Javante Williams, breakout star, Draymond Jones, comeback player, Cortland Sutton, and surprise player Josie Jewell. Now, Pete, I will throw this to you, maybe, because I did say Malik Reed, but I think that you can also make the argument that Josie Jewell was probably the surprise player for the Broncos last season. So if he's a surprise player here in 2021, it means he has an even bigger season as that starting Mike Backer for the Broncos defense here. So I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to that, but – I would say that you could also make the argument he was a big surprise player for the Broncos last season. So we're going to shift our focus of discussion now, Broncos country. Thank you so much for your interaction on these topics of discussion. We're going to have a lot of interactive segments for members of Broncos country here on the YouTube channel, also on Twitter, at CodyWorkNFL at Lockdown Broncos going forward. But the Broncos are set to report for training camp next week. Most of the team, everybody on the 90-man roster will be there beginning on Wednesday for the first official practice, July 28th. However, Broncos quarterbacks, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Brett Rippon, they will be reporting tomorrow with the Broncos rookie class. So the expectation and hope is that at some point today or may have already happened before we even publish this podcast is that guys like Javante Williams and Baron Browning, that they signed the rookie contract. So there might be a little bit of a delay if they don't, but Broncos rookies and also the undrafted players, they're going to report on Saturday alongside the Broncos quarterbacks. And I think a lot of people have these questions. Why do the Broncos quarterbacks report a little bit earlier? Well, to be honest with you, you can't report, With a rookie draft class or undrafted guys that you have players at wide receiver and tight end, and you have nobody to throw them the ball. That's one reason. Also, it's another reason for these rookies to showcase a little bit about what they have to get a focus for a day or two before everybody else reports. Because often at times in training camp, you will see the veterans get a majority of the premier snaps in training camp, the rotations, the groups. And so a lot of the rookies, they're kind of behind everybody else, they're behind the line in a lot of these drills and they're watching the veterans do it. So it gets them up to speed a little bit. It helps coaches maybe brush them up on some terminology and maybe just getting into those drills and knowing what to do so when you get to training camp, you don't miss a beat. And for the quarterbacks, look, you get more arm competition, you get a little bit more data, you get some more film uh, on the tape for the coaches to go back and to evaluate. But for these receivers, you also get to establish maybe, hey, which guys can be practice squad players that if they're not in the rotation and the depth of the top five for the Broncos wide receiver group, you have guys that you can mix and match there and maybe see what they can contribute. And that's why I think a lot of these rookies, these young players, they're really showcasing for a job, not just on the active roster. That's going to come in the, in the training camp practices where the Broncos, Vic Fangio Ed Donatel, Pat Shermer, they're going to rotate these young guys in with the first team offense, second team and third team offense. But, You want to get them as much reps right now where they get that sole focus. They get that one-on-one coaching realistically with their position coaches before bringing in all the veterans because the veterans, they're always going to get that priority. We talk about it all the time, seniority is a thing in the NFL, but the Broncos, I'm not too worried about that in terms of the cliche, uh, you know, these, these different groups and, and areas where it's vets against rookies. Now, I think historically we have seen guys like Derek Wolf when he was a Broncos said that they don't even bother learning the rookies or the undrafted rookies' names until they make the roster. So you can see a little bit of that mentality from veteran players towards young players, but from what I have seen and what I've heard from Broncos players, the locker room culture is in a really great place right now. Everybody knows everybody's names, and everybody's been paying attention. The fact that all these players, they've been able to grind together at Broncos' mandatory minicamp, rookie minicamp, I think gives them a little bit of an advantage. The Broncos, on paper, have one of the top rosters, I think, in terms of balance when we talk about offense and defense and even special teams, I think, in the National Football League. They have to have, in my opinion, a top 10 roster in consideration However, that doesn't always equate to wins. It doesn't equate to success or getting to the playoffs, and you would hope that it would. So this is a big year for the Broncos in 2021. Broncos training camp, it is here next week, and we're going to have you covered Broncos country with daily exclusive news content and coverage, reaction press conferences, and much more. you get to get that here. Locked on Broncos. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, like the video, so you can be made aware. Anytime we have a brand new episode, it will publish right to your feed come sit down, come talk Broncos football with me. I always love it. I appreciate you, Broncos country. But with that said, I will see you on Monday for a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos In-Depth. We're going to get some news over the weekend. Maybe the Broncos rookie contracts, the final two players will sign it. We're going to get the quarterbacks reporting tomorrow. We'll have a recap on it on Monday, plus the biggest storylines in Dove Valley. I'm Cody Roark, host of Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow.